Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. There's the music. Just waiting on yeah, that music. Yeah, got it. Had it's to, very, to, very dramatic. Yeah, no, we're oh, building, right. building drama. To it. All right, who wants to go first? I, I, I don't. I haven't decided. You guys have a preference? Well, it depends on the topic. Ladies first. Ladies we'll, we'll first. We'll go ladies okay. first. Okay. It's an easy one, Jordana. It's gonna be. It's light. It's easy. I'm. I'm breaking into Jason Derusha territory here. Hmm. Uh, I'm not gonna try the voice, but you can imagine I'm. I'm doing a Jason. Here's Derusha. the thing. Yeah, I'm not even going to. Have you seen my billboards? You can go for it. I'm not going to. They're tremendous. That was tremendous. This is a Trump thing. Okay. Uh, The 2024 James Beard Awards announced Mm -hmm. their semifinalists yesterday, and there were a number of Minnesota connections. Daniel Del Prado of Porzana, Mm -hmm. and, of course, many other restaurants around the Twin Cities, but the newest one being Porzana, was in the Outstanding Chef category. Oro by Nixta for the Best New Restaurant. That's a awesome Mexican place up in Northeast. Meteor Bar for Outstanding Bar, and then Ann Ahmed of Kaluna, as well as a couple other places, and Christina Wynn of Hi Hi and a couple places were up for Best Midwest Chefs. So, Jordana, easy, easy question for you. Hopefully easy question. Best restaurant that you love to go to in the Twin Cities? What is what is your go-to spot that if you have to go somewhere, you're going there? Applebee's. It would be Bar La Grasa. Bar, Bar La Grasa is my favorite. But you know what? The new Maison Margot yep. is fantastic. And their uh, ambiance and the food, it, the presentation, the open kitchen. I mean, Bar La Grasa has that too. But I'm going to switch it. I'm going to go because Bar La Grasa changed their menu and their pricing. So we don't, we definitely don't go as much. I'm going to go Maison because they just have such an interesting menu. The service is great. They manage to keep employees, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, Maison Margot. Yeah, I have not been, uh, but I have to Fantastic. go. Uh, there's so many mm-hmm. people Absolutely. have recommended that restaurant. For me, though, this is a good topic, too, by the way. Best uh, fine dining restaurant in the Twin Cities, 651-461-9226. Your go-to, mine is uh, Meritage in St. Paul. Love Meritage. Jen and I go, we try to go two, three times a year, and it always is a 10 uh, top-notch experience. Yeah. Love it. No, I, I loved these uh, these nominees because I think two of mine are, are on here. Anna Med, uh, Lat 14, Guy Noy, and then uh, Christina Wynn with Hi Hi, which I think is mine. I love Hi Hi. That's, that's mm. my absolute. I've never been there. What uh, kind of food? Uh, Asian-ish. Uh, they have a, a mm-hmm. Vietnamese crepe that I think is just wonderful. It's a savory wow. crepe with pork belly and shrimp. It's oh. I'm, it's not lunchtime yet, but, man, I'm I'm thinking about lunch at this Pork point. belly, man. Mm-hmm. I love pork oh, man, belly. Is it good? It is delicious. Okay, moving on to a – wow, we are really going left field here. Just forget oh. about that whole conversation because uh, we're uh, we're going into uh, something that actually the CBS News usurped me with a little bit at the top of the hour. So you already heard this. Alabama is prepared to uh, – preparing to attempt to execute an inmate once again. Uh, that is, he survived a previous attempt. Uh, this time they will be trying a new method involving pure nitrogen – uh, this inmate survived a 2022 attempt via lethal injection after struggling for hours 
uh, to insert an IV. They couldn't insert oh an God. IV originally. What? Uh, and, yep, so struggle for hours. They canceled it, and now they're trying this thing with nitrogen gas, which has been allowed by the courts, whatever. I My question for you, Adam, is why are we so eager to kill this guy? He's been on death row. He, he was convicted of a crime in 1989. Uh, was when he was convicted. He's been on death row for a very long time uh, for his crimes. Why, even if you're, you know, f- very pro death penalty, why are we so eager to to kill this man with unproven methods, with things that could be horrible and painful and against the law? Why are we so eager to kill anybody? Yeah. Well, I, I, the fact that the and I get it. There's still a portion of the population that agrees with the death penalty. I'm not one of them. So that's I just don't think the death penalty is a deterrent for people to do horrible things. Uh, full stop, end of sentence. And I know there's been back and forth over the costs of putting someone to death as opposed to the costs of keeping somebody in prison for the rest of their life. You can have that debate. But it is 2024, last time I checked, and we're debating about ways to kill people. And... Here's a guy, again, might be a horrible human being. Uh, We tried to put him to death, and it didn't work. And so now we're going to try a new untested method. Uh, Is this insanity? Uh, Again, I'm not not saying let the guy out and let him live a free life. But he thought he was going to die at one point, and it Mm -hmm. got botched. And now they're going to do it again. It's t- cruel and unusual punishment. I thought we were still against cruel and unusual punishment. Telling the guy you're about to die, whoops, we screwed it up, uh, go back to death row, uh, and then years later, whoop, we got a new method. We've never tested it before, but hopefully it works. Good luck to you. I'm sorry. This is unbelievable. Who are you going to test it on? Who are you going to test it on? And I, I saw like a story rats. on this this morning. And so they put a mask on him, and they said they haven't even mm-hmm. tested whether or not the mask will seal in all this nitrogen. So whether or not other people who might be exposed oh to it in the God. room would face some sort of detriment from being... It's oh insanity. Uh, it, again, a, a civilized society, I'm sorry, doesn't put people to death. I, it's That's eye for an eye, retribution... And I, I, the bottom line is I do not see any circumstance in where a death penalty is a deterrent to anybody, a deterrent to anyone to commit a horrible act. I just don't see it. I don't think that's ever been proven. I don't see a guy about to kill, like a crime of passion, the guy's going to stop, Whoop! you know, I might get put to death here. But, but the American it. legal system is not about deterrence, you, and you know it, Adam. No. It's yeah. about retribution. No. Yeah, right. It's, it is people believe that they deserve a retribution which comes with death. I guess. And retribution also, for me is life behind bars. The, all right, let's just put the death penalty aside for a minute. Really? You couldn't get the IV in? I mean, yeah. we do open heart surgery. We do brain surgery. We do transplants in this country. How are you not that's, figuring well, this out? That's a good... <laughs> I'm glad you raised that point, Jordana, because there's an answer for that. It's because we, the people that they've hired to be quote-unquote executioners are not... They're not equipped. They're not qualified to do what they're supposed to do because it's not like there's a lot. There's a big market for people. I want to be an executioner when I grow up. That's why you're not getting that. And so these are substandard employees trying to do this. And again, it adds to the cruel and unusual nature of what they're trying to do. Yeah.
It's a crazy story. All right, let's move on here. Number three, back to Jordana. The massive $2 billion-plus lawsuit against Fox News from the company Smartmatic is being allowed to move forward per a judge's ruling. Uh, The lawsuit is seeking damages for the alleged lies told about the company's voting machines during the 2020 election on Fox News. Uh, Jordana, my question, is this moving forward a good thing, and what effects could this have on the media? Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Yes, this is moving forward a good thing. Absolutely. There need to be consequences for lying. And if Smartmatic and their lawyers can prove that Fox Corporation, Fox News, knew about the election lies and either promoted them, allowed their hosts to talk about it, invited guests that repeated those lies, there needs to be consequences for those actions. Because you can say up and down that you are just an entertainment company, that it's not real news, that everybody who watches Fox News fully understands that this is entertainment. You're called Fox News, so then you'd have to change your name to, to Fox Entertainment. You can say all of those things, that they knew it was just people's opinions. But if you're presenting yourself as Fox News, uh, you absolutely need to have consequences for those actions. Adam and I, we can share our opinion, and everybody knows it's our opinion. We cannot present things as facts that we knowingly full well know are lies. And Fox should be culpable and hopefully will be held to account in this lawsuit. And also, you know, you speak about deterrence. I hope this will be this lawsuit, this $2.5 billion lawsuit against Fox will be a deterrent to other media, i.e. entertainment companies, that they cannot lie on the air to millions of people and expect not to be held to account. Ideally, I agree with you, but the problem is, is like, what is a what what is a, a, a knowing lie that someone tells? And it, when again, we talk about this all the time too about the differential, the difference between news reporting and punditry. And when you look, watch these channels and you listen to WCCO radio, there's a difference between the news and opinion and punditry. And if again. I a hundred percent agree that somebody who's been defamed or even a company that has been defamed. And if you can prove it's cost you millions of dollars, it costs you your livelihood, whatever it is, there should be a path for you to have some recourse there. And the standard for proving that libel is high. And mm. I think it should be because um, I don't want to f- restrict free speech, but it, it, this is a tough one. It's, and I, again, I, it's different for me to come out with a. I have an opinion on something, and it turns mm-hmm. out that opinion was wrong. I'll own that. But if I knowingly, totally different. I, right. If I knowingly know, if come on mm-hmm. the air, and I'm trying to say something is the absolute truth that I know it is a fact. That's different, and it's it's a it's a slippery slope. It's a it's a difficult spot to be in. All right, the question you have all been waiting for, I'm sure. The last two northern white rhinos, Adam, 
left in existence are being given another chance at saving the species. This time through the science of in vitro fertilization, IVF, uh, will be given to these great beasts. Should we really be saving them is my question, Adam. Is it worth it at this point? You're down to two. Uh, do we need to be doing all of these things to save these last two creatures? Yes. We don't want beautiful creatures to disappear. If we have a chance, if we have the ability, if we have the science to save these animals, I think as a species, being the caretakers of the planet we're given, that we should absolutely put efforts into saving those animals. Well, what about all the other species that have... I mean, millions of species go ex- or thousands of species go extinct right. every year. Do we really think we're going to repopulate the Earth from two rhinos? And aren't their kids going to have like multiple heads because then they're going to be inbreeding with each other? Aren't there going to be problems with the species after that? Well, you're making a lot of assumptions there. Now, I don't know the ins and outs of rhino reproduction. If you'll par- <laughs> you don't? The- I was. Pardon, I will say I was reading up on this, and they said it can oh. be done. It, it can it, be done with with two people. I mean. It's not guaranteed that the offspring have genetic mutations. You raise a good point, though, Jordana. It's like, which animals would we choose to save? And right. which would we save? Ah, Why are we not saving the, the Congolese mosquito? Why are right. we not saving that one? Well, that's a bad one. That's a, that I, want, nice. I want the dodo, I think. Dodo or woolly mammoth? I think those are my no, guys. I don't want the woolly mammoth because that Why? could come and it's eat fun. us. It wouldn't eat us. Do elephants eat us? No. How often do you hear about an elephant eating somebody? I know that's true. They're probably uh, they're probably just vegetarians, but still, I think bringing back extinct species can be dangerous. And I get the rhinos why they're trying to save them. There's two, and I'm sure hunting and what's that word? Poaching mm-hmm. has has made them more extinct. Like they are extinct because of humans. But boy. That's a lot of effort to bring back rhinos. Maybe it's rhinos' time on the planet to be done no. because they can't exist in our world. Well, maybe well, we can't selfish. exist in their world. Yes, I mean, it's, that's uh, you look at selfish. it from the other way. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> you see can't exist in our world. Well, Too bad. It's, it's always because the strongest species them. that survives. And do we want them to be the strongest species, you guys? But yes, we can't sometimes. survive without other species. Right. right. We can't be a monolithic species. That's the only thing on the planet. We absolutely rely on many of these other species. You, so it can't just be the one. Have you seen humans? Have you seen humans? Isn't it about time maybe there's somebody higher up on the food chain than us to put us in check a little bit? Uh, you bring want back, it to be the rhinos. Br- no, bring back the Tyrannosaurus. Bring back the dinosaurs so we're running for our no. lives again. Put we're talking about cloning of, those, right? That's, then we got to work together thing. as a people. Okay, please call in and tell Adam that he's nuts. 651-461-9226. We'll be right back. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 